With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The defense of the Indianapolis Colts has certainly seen better days after three straight losses and three straight games of giving up over 30 points. What are some changes that need to be made to get this defense back on track? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, a special audio-only episode of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast brought to you by uh, Sports Illustrated S on SI.com or Fan Nation on SI.com. I'll get it right here eventually. Part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here, as always, by my fellow writer and analyst at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Uh, well, if, if the Colts keep doing the same thing over and over again, very you can expect more 30-point games to be hung up on this defense. So at some point, things got to change. Yeah, and you know, uh, going back to week six, we've got Jacksonville. They let up 37 against Cleveland. They let up 39, even though that was a controversial game. They still let up a lot of points. Uh, and then they let up 38 against the Saints. So you're talking about at least 37 points in the last three contests. Yes, two things. Something has to give, and we're going to start talking about it. There needs to be some changes made. You don't have to go and get anybody either. You can make them within your defensive personnel. Right. So you're you're listening to this on, on Wednesday, probably. So the trade deadline has passed. You know the Indianapolis Colts did not make any any changes Shocker. or make any deals at the trade deadline, like like Drake and I said Monday <laughs> night. Uh so the changes are gonna have to come from from within. So we've got a few ideas that, that Gus Bradley and this defensive staff could try out to see uh if if they can get this defense back back on track. So if you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I go live so you don't miss an episode and you get to hang out in the chat and talk with us every Monday and Thursday night. But if you can't catch us live, wherever you're listening to us today, make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review because it helps us reach other Colts fans 
just like you. So let's dive into three changes that that we would make to this Colts defense uh, to 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 really try to bolster up the unit and and see if they can actually stop an opposing offense starting this weekend with the Carolina Panthers. But but Drake, you and I are both in lockstep on this uh, until Juju Brents returns from that quad injury, and and it may be this week, it may not be, but until then. Changes need to be made in the secondary. You can't have Tony Brown out there on an island, out there at the outside cornerback. That was obviously a, a terrible, uh, or a terrible experiment, and and the Colts really bit the bullet for that. So, what are some of the changes that that you think can uh, that need to be made in that secondary that could that could really help out this Colts defense? Uh, well, there, there's plenty. Um, just, just for the sake of letting you get in, get in a couple. I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, <laughs> you know, so basically, number one, they didn't play. I know that we discussed this on our last episode. They didn't play Daryl Baker Jr. at all, mm-hmm. actually. Um, which, how can you possibly do that when you're watching Tony Brown just like a fledgling fish out there out of water, man? I, I didn't understand that. I think that they could use Daryl Baker Jr. Instead, you also have Amir Speed, who is, yes, a rookie. But still, at this point, it, I hate to say this, but Tony Brown may have literally shown NFL fans the absolute floor and the worst possible that a cornerback can look in an NFL game from start to finish. I mean, that is literally about as bad as it can get. So how can any one of these guys not at least have a chance to, to do something better than that? Like we talked about it, Daryl Baker Jr. is an upgrade. Anyone in that game is an upgrade from Tony Brown. He was just not having anything go his way. So um, I also think that you could, as I, I'll let you kind of elaborate a little more on since you've actually talked about it in the past and nailed it right on the head, is that some of these safeties have the skills to go up there and play. And you've got depth safeties as well. So you just can't have Tony Brown out there again on the outside that much. Maybe you have him kind of like you said more in that backup nickel role. Maybe he's a little better as a slot corner. And that's that's kind of that's kind of where I was going to is is you can use the safeties because they've been used there in the past. We saw last year that that Julian Blackman, when Kenny Moore was injured, Blackman came down and and was able to play that slot corner role pretty well. And and I know Kenny Moore has been playing up to his Pro Bowl level again this season. But if you have to, you have to move him to the outside. Julian Blackman, I think, could come down and, and be a good replacement there in the slot. Now, you can also say Julian Blackman has actually played pretty well in at the strong safety spot this season. He was a free safety, made the switch to strong safety, and I think it's been a, a much better fit for Julian Blackman this year. And I think he's played well. So if you don't want to move Blackman out of that strong safety spot, you could also move Nick Cross into that that slot corner position. The third round pick out of Maryland that the Colts traded up for in the draft last year really still hasn't seen the field much at all. And and Gus Bradley has already talked about Nick Cross getting reps at at nickel and he's being trained and he's practicing in all these different roles, yet you never see him out there on the field. I, I think it's time to to let that rookie get out there or not even he's not even a rookie anymore. He's a second second year player, but let Cross get out there and, and start start getting experience. And and even if you don't want to put him at uh, uh at that nickel spot, 
you could also adjust the secondary in another spot. doesn't have to be cornerback, as Gus Bradley elaborated today, that on that deep post uh, touchdown that Rashid Shahid had, we were talking about how Tony Brown gave up the big play. Gus Bradley said that it was actually Rodney Thomas the second. It was his responsibility to cover that deep part of the field, and he should have been there to, to, give, to give some help to Tony Brown. So, Rodney Thomas II not having a very good second season. Does Nick Cross come in there at at free safety to try to uh, give a a boost or just a shot of energy to this secondary? So in my opinion, I think you know what you have in in Daryl Baker Jr. there. You know what you have in Tony Brown. So if you're not going to move Kenny Moore out of the slot, you probably have to put Daryl Baker Jr. in there until Juju Brents returns, which could be this week could be a couple weeks down the road we're just not sure yet when that quad injury is going to heal but if you are open to moving Kenny Moore to that outside corner position then I think it's got to be the safeties I think it's either got to be you move Julian Blackman down there you move Nick Cross down there or you put Nick Cross in at free safety and and give him a shot over Rodney Thomas the second yeah and you you're pretty much to the point where you can just kind of say you know what the hell with it let's see what we've got let's see what he can do here let's see what he can do here you're not making any trades really the cornerback I think that they just brought onto the active roster Chris Lamonts you got to ask yourself is he really any better than Tony Brown mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of like are you switching just potato patata in that situation so I agree I think there needs to be a shakeup you just can't don't and I'm not saying don't play Tony Brown at all just don't let him sit out there and get roasted again don't let any corner or any safety anyone in the secondary do that again you got to rotate someone if they're falling that often Now let's take it a step further. Instead of the secondary, let's kind of move down a unit, kind of closer to the line of scrimmage. And this was an idea that you brought up, Drake, and I'm really interested to kind of hear your reasoning behind this, but uh, you think blitzing the linebackers uh, a little bit more, uh, having Zaire Franklin, Shaq Leonard, EJ Speed uh, kind of come at the quarterback more often uh would, would could possibly be an option so give me give me kind of your thoughts behind that your reasoning behind that and and how you think that could be effective in gus bradley's scheme man i i really think that with grover stewart out number one i think that that really limits the pressure you can put up front i know Taven bryan's a pass rushing rushing specialist but he's still doesn't have the tools and and the the numerous skills that Grover Stewart has. I also think that this outside of the defensive ends, I do think that they need to add more pressure. I, I'm looking at it here. Zaire Franklin's thrown seven QB pressures on the season. EJ Speeds had five, and then uh, it's actually Grant Stewart and Shaquille Leonard have uh, the next the, the next uh, most with two apiece. I just think you need to start to. I don't think Gus Bradley is aggressive enough. At times, I think that he just sits back there and trusts the zone. And this is a defensive secondary that's not good enough for that. They're just not. Okay. You got to throw something at these quarterbacks additional, not just the defensive front. I just think that a guy like Zaire Franklin, I mean, I think him and EJ Speed each have a sack on the season, or Zaire leads the, uh, leads the linebackers with a sack and a half. I just would like to see those guys with their athleticism involved a little bit more in some pass pass pressure. I just think that after these last three games, we've seen a very conservative looking Colts defense. Um, maybe not in the Jacksonville one because they actually played better than the numbers show. But I would I don't know. I would just kind of like to see those guys a little more involved in some blitzes. 
I, I think I think this is a perfect area for Shaq Leonard to get more involved. That'd be nice. And and you you know we we've seen especially in the past couple games we've really seen even since Jacksonville we've really seen Shaquille Leonard come on as of late he's playing the best football he's played since that back injury since that back surgery last year and and you're seeing him get back to his old self well part of the his old self is creating those turnovers that we were so accustomed to seeing whether it's punching the ball out getting an interception uh getting getting sacks on the quarterback but again we haven't really seen Gus Bradley use Shaq Leonard in that attacking way with with uh in his defense so far and with Matt Eberflus, you know, you saw Shaq Leonard. He would send Shaq Leonard on on these blitzes here and there, and and Leonard was was pretty good at getting to the quarterback. So, I think putting Shaquille Leonard in in more positions where he can affect the game. Uh, more aggressively yes. uh, play play with more with his instincts be able to put him in position to force turnovers or at least have a chance at forcing a turnover would be huge for this defense because this this defense has definitely taken a step up this year from where they were last year as far as forcing turnovers but then if you can get Shaquille Leonard back on on into kind of his his realm where he was forcing turnovers at such a high rate man this could that could really really help a struggling defense to get back momentum not have to sustain and 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 guard against these long drives if you are forcing turnovers and putting more pressure on this offense yeah and i you know i know this is a this is a defensive episode but it also is on the offense to not turn the ball over and to right. and to be able to score touchdowns and game game situations and stuff like that so hey Shaq leonard's on the right trajectory maybe he finally gets that uh turnover he's been seeking next week against the panthers and that could be something that the colts are just waiting to to unleash they want him to get back to 100 looking like his old self before they implement that into something that they use with leonard down the line but i definitely think it's 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 a tool that they have that, that that hasn't been used enough and hopefully we can start seeing uh Gus Bradley and this and these Colts defensive staff using Shaquille Leonard in in more attacking situations uh but finally again let, we're kind of moving opposite instead of going from defensive line to secondary going secondary down to defensive line and, and I definitely think this is an area that, that the Colts need to work on the pressure just hasn't been good enough uh, whether whether it is because Grover Stewart's out of there, but Samson Ebukam and, and Quiddy Pay they started out the season really hot, but these last few weeks you really haven't seen those two make an impact as far as rushing the passer. It's been pretty much all DeForest Buckner. So, what do you think some changes could be made on the defensive uh, on the defensive line that that can help either generate more pressure or or just get an overall better better performance out of the unit? So this one's pretty straightforward. I would love to see more Dio Dangbo, and I would love to see more Taekwon Lewis on that interior. Dio Dangbo's actually had 53 snaps over uh, or in the on the defensive front as the defensive tackle. And I will say, though, that he struggles in the run game a little bit, but I do think that with more repetition, I think he would be – I think he'd be just fine as a gap plugger because the dude is just ridiculously strong. Now, Lewis is really the one that gets me excited because his run grade is almost 70. Uh, and, and he's also played on the interior, so he might even be the most effective. 
I do think that you have guys. I think Jacob Martin's another guy, a defensive end. You can keep him on that outside. You can keep him on the edge. I would just like to see a little bit more rotation, you know, especially if Eric Johnson misses more time. Taven Bryan, again, athletic dude, just cannot run block. And Adetomuwa Adeboware also had some has had issues uh, with run blocking. So I or just run think, run defense. You mean? Uh, sorry, run defense. Um, yeah. So I just think that I really think that maybe kind of like corner, this is a time where you just kind of shake some things up, see what what some of these guys can do in new spots, because you just can't continue to have these games where you're letting up 35 plus points. You're not going to win any games doing that. Well, and the Colts really value position versatility on their yes. defensive linemen. So if you're going to value defensive or, or position versatility along that defensive line, you've got to be willing to use it. You know, you can't just stick these guys out at at, the, at their defensive end positions when Samson Ebukam and, and Quiddy Pay have, have done, a, have done a, a, a solid job. I wouldn't say a fantastic job over the past few weeks, but they've been holding their own. And, and when you have such a big hole left there by – by Grover Stewart being suspended for for four more games it's you you got to be able to to account for that so putting Taekwon Lewis in there on obvious rushing situations I think is a really good idea then you could start maybe rotating Dio Odangbo in there more at the at the one technique on on more pass rushing situations since that is seems like to be more of his bread and butter mm-hmm. and, and I think I saw that this week when I went through the film again watching Dio Odangbo he was getting more snaps along the interior of the defensive line so I think that I think that has promise and hopefully that does continue but you're right the Colts defensive line ever since Grover Stewart has been out it just seems like there's been getting less and less pressure on the quarterback uh the, the yards per carry that they're allowing has certainly gone up as well you need to be able to to it's kind of you stop the run early in those downs uh so that way opposing offenses have to face third and third and eight third and nine just third and long in general that's when you can have quitty pay samson ebucom deforest buckner dio dangle whoever pin your ears back and just go get the quarterback as quickly as you possibly can so i think all that combined together would would certainly help the the not only not only the defense as a whole, but it would take some pressure off the secondary if this Colts defensive line would be able to get more pressure on the quarterback. Hey, you know, the faster you get to the quarterback, all right, the more pressure you put on that quarterback and the the more obstructed you make those passing lanes, the easier it's going to be for your struggling defensive secondary to keep up because if you let them sit out there for two, three seconds – any NFL receiver is going to get open against a guy like Tony Brown. That's not a knock on him. That just tells you how thin the the cornerback depth right now for the Colts is, and especially on the active roster. Can't can't cover all day when, when yeah, you're going up no. against the NFL caliber wide receivers. Yeah. So really, the defense has to work as a unit to I mm-hmm. think to to get better. Starts up front, start and and then goes kind of back to the secondary. I think all all parties are are accountable for this and and with the Colts are three and five they have uh I think it's yeah they have nine games left in the season so plenty of time to make adjustments and and we'll see what Gus Bradley and the staff ultimately end up doing to try to get this defense back on track so that's our show for today guys really appreciate everyone listening to these horseshoe huddle halftime episodes they've been a lot of fun for Drake and I and and we're going to continue to do them as long as you guys keep 
keep enjoying and listening to them each and every week. Uh, if you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials, like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X, and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know when Drake and I go live, whenever Shad goes live with the Saddle Up show, so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us live, wherever you're listening to us today, you can find every single episode. So make sure you subscribe, give us a five-star review uh, as we continue to expand and try to reach other Colts fans just like you. Go follow Drake at Drake on X. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Thursday night to get you set for the week nine matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Carolina Panthers as the Colts face their old head coach, Frank Reich should be a good one. So everybody enjoy your, hopefully you are, you have enjoyed your Halloween. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll be seeing you Thursday night.